Welcome once again to Cos Stories with me, your host, Kev D. Cosplay. In this episode, I talked to Captain Tempest Cosplay, known to most as Troy. This was recorded before Megacon, so we talked comm plans, building with foam, and of course, his love of fitness. We go a little off topic due to our shared love of wrestling growing up, and one person in particular. So sit back and enjoy. Here's how the conversation went. Welcome once again to Cos Stories with me, your host, Kev D. Cosplay. In this episode, I talked to Captain Tempest Cosplay, known to most as Troy. This was recorded before Megacon, so we talked comm plans, building with foam, and of course, his love of fitness. We go a little off topic due to our shared love of wrestling growing up, and one person in particular. So sit back and enjoy. Here's how the conversation went. Wonderful. So I am with Troy, Captain Tempest. Okay. And how are we? Are we all good? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, pretty good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I really appreciate you coming on to the uh, podcast and uh, sitting down and chatting with me. I, uh, I, th- I think you've got a fantastic story we're going to get into. So I've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you. I just want to start with the beginnings, really, how you found cosplay how you got into cosplay how long you've been cosplaying so yeah if you 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 just start with a little introduction on uh, how it all began that'd be great yeah uh so i don't know the exact year it started but i remember it started with do you know the game gears of war yeah yeah uh so i adore the lancer that's in that game it's a gun with a chainsaw on the front and Epic Games, who made the game, were making replicas of the gun, but I couldn't afford it. So I was like, oh, I'm desperate to get this gun. I'd want a replica of it or something. So when my parents went on holiday one year, I was like, I'm going to try and figure out if I can make one. And I stumbled across a guy on YouTube who did a whole tutorial on how to use the uh, EVA foam and hot glue to make one. And I built one. And that was just like, I dug a hole and didn't come out of it. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, just carried on making stuff after that so what was the uh what was the first costume build star lord star lord yeah it's a terrible terrible star lord <laughs> um I, I, had... I always say i always say that everyone's everyone's first cosplay is always terrible i mean mine was green arrow but it was just green hoodie and green chinos <laughs> oh it was it was literally i I managed to get the accurate jacket. That was pretty good. The jacket was really nice. But then it yeah. was literally, I got the Nerf guns, which now are actually extortionate. I wish I hadn't sold them so cheap because they're worth a fortune now because they're so rare. Literally a blue T-shirt, a pair of jeans, a pair of boots, and a plastic box with a picture of the Walkman on the front. And that was it. <laughs> Amazing. That's, 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 that's quite clever. Like, if you can't get hold of the... Uh... If you can't get hold of the um, Walkman, why not use a plastic box and put a sticker on front, right? It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
you've you've definitely you've definitely evolved and you've definitely uh, moved forward from what 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 you say is a, is is quite a uh, poor Star Lord. I uh, hope so. <laughs> I, I I'd certainly say so. Having seen, <laughs> having seen some of your builds um, firsthand and uh, having seen everything that you put on Instagram as well, let's go into maybe a few more cosplays that you are more fond of than than your first one. Uh, what what do you have? favorite cosplays or is it a case of like you can't have a favorite child have yeah but they keep changing it's like whichever one i'm doing is sort of like my favorite or whichever one i'm wearing is my favorite sort of thing there's always ones i go back to like my first proper big one i'd say was my captain america cap's my like my main hero i've always loved cap even before the mcu i was a cap fan so that that was my my first Probably my first big plunge into a proper, right, okay, I need to sit down and work out how to make this look as accurate as I can. Yeah. But, yeah, it always changes. So I'm on a Daredevil thing at the minute. Obviously, I've just finished Adam Warlock, which is a comic character I have adored for years. So hyped to see him in Guardians. Cannot wait. But, yeah, it just keeps changing all the time. I think that's a cosplayer's curse, really, is that uh, we all... We always jump in and out of uh, of characters, don't we? And we, it's especially when you've got so many so, so many characters that you love and adore, and so many that you want to do. It's it's quite hard to it's quite hard to just keep track of every single one of them that that you do do. Really, this um, is endless. My list is absolutely endless of stuff I want to do. <laughs> I I completely agree. I mean, mine is as well. <laughs> I'm starting to socialize in circles with builders now so i've started to get the bug of just building i i i always used to just buy cosplays but now i i've got the bug of building there there is a lot of excitement around the builds and not just the costumes um it addictive it becomes addictive honestly it's just so, yeah once you take the plunge into actually building you'll not want to go you'll not want to leave it so when we are on the subject of building who, what characters would you say have been the most difficult builds? Um, Adam was quite difficult because um, I seem to be doing more and more suits when I'm building that I'm doing them off one photo. So literally Adam, there was a magazine released a picture of Will Poulter as Adam and it was the first official photo we got as him. And three days later, I'd built the bodysuit. Wow. Um, I just, I was like, it, Adam's a character that not many people knew, but I've adored Adam for so many years. Like, not many people realise that Adam was the one that stopped Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet Stargate in the comics. Um, yeah. Yes. Um. Like in in the actual uh, in the actual comic, it is uh, yeah. Adam Warlock, and it's uh, also Nebula that takes him down as well, isn't it? She yeah, lives. yeah, yeah. So it's like totally different to Tony than what we get in the MCU, and. We're getting Adam quite late. Yeah. Um, Thor was pretty difficult, um, but I'd say probably the hardest one I've built lately wasn't for me. It was my Kang that I built for my friend Michael. Which is an amazing build. I've, I've, I've seen it, and it's, it's, it's a phenomenal build. And then again, you've done a fantastic job there. Um, yeah, that was so difficult. That's so difficult. I'd say the shoulders, because they've... I can't, I can't tell if they CGI'd it in the film or not because Disneyland have just produced theirs. 
and there's like a flexible material but it doesn't hang as low as the one in the film so it's complicated but it was definitely the fact that it went over the shoulders but then came another step down the arms and getting that structure was really difficult right yeah i can imagine as you said that was a a build for someone else would you say builds for other people are more difficult or builds for yourself are more difficult i think it all just again depends on the character some will come and they'll be really fairly straightforward like i've just built a batgirl as well uh which was designed on the pattinson suit that was fairly straightforward because it was like i'd say the ones that are the hardest actually thinking about it are the sci-fi ones that aren't based in reality which i suppose would make sense yeah thinking about it yeah because like the pattinson suit's very tactical and real world like and it's but then you look at kang you look at thor they're not things that would really exist so yeah figuring out them probably is the most complicated I see where you're coming from there. I can, uh, I can, I can imagine, especially when, as you said, some parts of the costume might be CGI. You don't know for sure, especially with the more sci-fi sort of base characters. In terms of transporting your builds, most cosplayers find it quite difficult to find anything to to contain their builds in once once it's made. Is this something that goes into the thought process when you are building? Or is this a case of, right, okay, I built it, now it's now transport is a problem? Oh, I seem to probably think about transporting them more for the other people than I do for my own builds. <laughs> I've just re- So Michael's Kang literally stripped down to pretty much a vest and pieces that could just be packed separate. I made it so that he could even take the skirt pieces off and sit down in the costume and then just put the skirt pieces back on myself i don't really think about it unfortunately <laughs> um, i mean probably... fantastically considerate for the uh for the people you are building for but um i guess it's uh, a bit of an inconvenience for yourself yeah probably uh, the worst one i've had to pack away was captain rex oh my god that was the worst thing to carry anywhere i can imagine i guess there's a lot of moving parts with someone like captain rex as well yeah, that was a that was a probably my first big like foam build, and I did that during lockdown when I'd literally got nothing else to do. And it was like chin pieces, ab piece, chest piece, neck piece, gauntlets. It just every single thing was its own separate piece. Oh, it's a nightmare to transport. Let's kind of shift gears. So you've done all this hard work on these builds, and then it's time for con. Have you ever had a situation where you've gone to con and no matter how much you've tested this build, something's gone wrong? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time that I've built something and worn it for the first time. Uh, London, I wore a new Captain Britain suit that I designed myself and I realised I have a tendency to need to crack my back quite a lot with doing lifting a lot and stuff like that. And I figured that out that I couldn't do that. So every time I wanted to, I had to take the entire suit off. God, also the Thor figured out I couldn't sit down. The list goes on. Uh, just literally every single thing I'd make, something I've missed. And I'm like, 
damn, I'm going to have to change that next time. Forgetting that you need to sit down is a pretty big oversight. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. That was, uh, that was a nightmare. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah, definitely can imagine that was uh, a head-in-hands moment once you realised you couldn't sit down in the costume. But, you know, the, the, other, the other experiences, I can imagine they're, they're not really things that you, you think of until you're in that scenario. You know, no matter how much testing goes into, into our cosplayers, there'll always be something we've forgotten, right? Yeah, definitely. Always something. Or a piece that you've forgotten. I'm a nightmare for that. Yeah, I've uh, I've had many a times when uh, I show up and uh, I've, I've I've forgotten something, which is never great. I literally have to make checklists now. Literally downstairs, I've just packed for MegaCon, and there is a checklist on every single box of every single piece of what the costume is that's in there that I need. It's that's, so bad. That's a pretty handy tip, especially for anyone that's listening that is packing larger components with their uh, costumes. Perhaps uh, not just a checklist of what to pack, but uh, a checklist of each costume as well. I might actually take that piece of advice next time I take Deadpool somewhere because it's, I'm, all, I'm always forgetting something for Deadpool. Always yeah, it's, Deadpool. It's just little bits, isn't it, on stuff? Like some stuff you look at and you're like, oh, there's not much to that. But then when you actually take it off, there's little bits everywhere. Absolutely, absolutely is. And there's nothing worse. Thankfully, it's never happened to me, but it would be nothing worse than leaving it in the hotel room. Yeah. Heaven, forbid, heaven forbid that ever happens. Um, but um, a checklist is definitely a handy idea um, to, to, to keep that from happening. Um, I'd say the, um, the worst one for me on forgetting stuff on that is Thorin. Oh my God, that's so many layers. <laughs> Oh, it's, it took me two years to put together that was like a really slow process one but yeah i've not actually worn it to a con yet i've only oh no i have i've worn it to wales once very briefly but there is so many parts to that suit that you could just leave and forget and it's like there'll be a piece of string and you actually need it because it ties this thing together oh. with this bit and if you forget that the whole thing will just fall apart yeah yeah and, and that's the other thing as well, isn't it? It's, it's not just about remembering the parts that people see. It's remembering the parts that it hold everything into place. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely times when I've, uh, I've left a, a Velcro strap that actually uh, doesn't necessarily help aesthetically, but it just makes things a lot easier in uh, keeping, uh, keeping things together. So with, with that in mind of like forgetting everything, I know, I know it happens to me when I don't wear such a complicated uh, cosplay, but uh, when you are wearing a, a simpler cosplay, so to speak, do you ever get to a point where you think to yourself, hang on, I'm surely forgetting something here because uh, there's, there's not enough. I've not packed enough. I must be forgetting something. Is, do you ever have that trick of the mind? Yeah, probably do. Well, yeah, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, what it is, where you're not really, you don't really think about it, but you're like, I'm sure there's something here, even though you're wearing it all, probably. It's just got to that point with everything that I'm so paranoid of forgetting something. It's just, it's just ingrained in you. I think that goes for everyone, really. So we're talking about packing for cons. We're talking about being ready for cons. You know, we've we, we've we've talked about cosplays at cons. What I want to go into is I want to go into what your favorite memories at cons are. I know this this subject's going to lean into one one particular moment. Um, yeah, that but, comes straight but, to mind, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get onto that subject, <laughs> um, I want to I, I want to talk about your your videos. Now, I know you did the peacemaker dance. 
and you did the um you you did the baby group dance was was it a case of you saw the peacemaker dance and you thought i need to recreate this and then that then birthed the the, the baby group video and possibly future videos or was it just the the dance was a spur of the moment thing and then everything just escalated from there dance was just i saw the opening of that that series was just like so if I'm doing this costume, I've got to learn that, haven't I? I've got to learn to do that dance. I can't actually remember where the idea came from to just get every single person I could find involved. And then it just went from there that I did that one, put it out there, and everyone who was involved was just like, you do realise everyone's going to be expecting you to do this again. So I then got to figure out something else. So for the second one, I'd sort of decided I wanted Mr Blue Sky as the soundtrack and then i can't remember the name of the hall where we were what was the hall called is it keely keely hall yeah yeah um, that was it, that that was the place yeah because yeah, it was wasn't it? yes yeah it was yeah, yeah it was um, and the idea i came up with with the setting was i wanted it to be the guardians theme tune mixed with like alice in wonderland yeah um, so like that's why Hattie at the start puts the headphones on and then goes into like a dream sequence, like a fever dream sort of thing. Right, yeah. And it just seems to be going from there that everyone like wants me to do it again. Like the other week I missed the last secret con because I was skiing. I went on holiday and I got people messaging me like a couple of days before saying, can't wait for the dance, can't wait to do it again. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not actually going. It's going to have to wait till September. <laughs> So the big question has to be there then. Um, now, we're recording this the Thursday before Megacon. Um, this, this won't go out until after Megacon. So this, this is going to be a question that's already answered itself. Um, but is there going to be a dance at Megacon? When's the next dance going to be? I don't know about Megacon because I'm in Adam and it's going to be such a pain. It's going to be the first time in body paint as well. So that's going to be a pain. So the plan for the next one is the next big secret con. That's when I'm like trying to plot everything together, waiting to find out where the venue is. It's near me by the sounds of it, which is pretty good. I've narrowed the song down to about three different songs, but I can't decide which one yet. And then, yeah, I just want to think of like a theme for it. That's the thing. And that's that's it's it's absolutely fantastic that you have like you know the the the, the creative process um going through these like as uh, like you said with um the the one at, um the one at secret con being guardians of the galaxy meets alice in wonderland I, th I think that's a that's a great idea and i've got to be honest with you watching that video I, I i missed the alice in wonderland reference but having said that i'm not a massive alice in wonderland fan i can imagine that those that have the interest in alice in wonderland notice the the reference straight away and I, th I think that's a great idea and it's a great way of being creative you know and you don't strike me as someone online that has to has to be creating constantly and has to be doing like you know some sort of video or picture constantly but at the same time you you know you've got your videos and the content that you do put out is extremely creative so would you say for you and I'm, I'm i'm segueing here but would you say for you when it comes to social media it's it's a case of less is more i sometimes have a moment where 
I've done something or a shoot and I want to get everything out at once. But yeah, I'd say with like the videos and stuff, I tried TikTok and I know you're pretty good at it and a few other people are really good at it. And I just couldn't bring myself every so often just to get up and do it. I was just like, uh, if I want to put something up, I'll put something up, but it can wait. I try to limit myself on taking photos just at home. I like to get a costume ready and then wait until I've got the right opportunity to get the good photo with it as well so yeah i'd say it's more i'd say it's trying for quality over quantity as well a bit of that and especially with the pictures um you know and i i always find a costume looks better in the right setting yeah defo like the daredevil shoot i did the other week with carlos i did the black suit he asked me to do it and we bought it well i bought it but i bought it cheap so that we could just mangle it to pieces if we wanted to cut bits off it, we could cut bits off it. And we hired a seller photo studio in London and just went all out on it. Same with the week, I think it was the weekend before, I'd done one with Tolga, JT Den in the red suit. We went, just went out into the streets of London, which got some funny looks. I even got called Ant-Man as Daredevil and Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, my, my, my personal favourite is uh, I was once called Spider-Man dressed as Homelander. Yeah, I was called Captain America as Peacemaker in Leicester Square as well. Yeah, yeah. But I really, yeah, really enjoy like location shoots and stuff like that, plotting it out, stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, I I never used to. I, um, as much as I find it quite easy to be in front of a video camera, when it comes to posed photos, I always felt awkward, completely forgot like you know the, the the character i'm in and i just stiffen up but I, i've started to get better at it now and i do much prefer a location shoot now but originally i, I could never get into them but like i said we we were digressing I, I wanted to talk to you about cons we started talking about social media but i suppose a lot of what we do on social media comes from con anyway speaking of which something that must be one of your most viewed videos now i um i'm gonna talk to you about a moment where i I lived through you um, when I watched this video um, and I'm going to let you tell the story. I'm not even going to start mentioning it, but um, I believe it. it you, you you had a moment with a hero of both of ours at WalesCon, if you would like to, uh, if you'd like to share that story with us. Yeah. So as we've said already, we're both wrestling fans growing up, I was a massive Cena fan. Absolutely love the guy. And then obviously Peacemaker came around the series and the, the dancers we spoke about, which the first thing that happened was when I was at work, I like got masses of messages all of a sudden. I was like, what the hell's that? And uh, I've climbed trees for a living at work. That's what I do. Um, so I was up a tree, so I couldn't even have a look what it all was. But I could feel it on my watch just buzzing constantly. Like, what the hell is going on? Turns out James Gunn had seen the video and shared it, <laughs> which was wow, ridiculous. Wow. Uh, and commented. Yeah. So here's the other thing, which comes after WalesCon, but well, it sort of ties in. We went to, I want to say it was MCM Birmingham last time, I think. And Steve Agee was there, um, mm. who plays Diebeard. Yep. Um, and he told me that they watched the video, sat around a table at James's wedding. No. He was like, I know you. So like, you did a dance, didn't you? And I was like, that showed when I showed him it, he was like, Yeah, yeah, I know you. He's like, Um, 
this re-popped up when we were at James's wedding the other week. So we were, a couple of us were just watching bits of it. Oh, that, I lost my mind. That's bad. That's, um, you you go to you go to meet a guest and that guest turns around and goes, I know you. That's 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 mad. Well he waved me over and wanted a photo of me. No. He like beckoned me over and just went, Get your gun out, I really want a photo. And then didn't charge me for a photo with him. He just was like it was meant to be forty quid and he was just like, Come on, we're getting one together as well. You can have one. That's mad. Um But yeah, back to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone messaged me and said they're about to announce a big guest for Wales Con, and the rumours is it's a wrestler. There was only two real big possibilities that everyone was coming up with, which was Batista and Cena. And they said they were going to put up a clue at seven, and they never did. They never put a clue up, and the the clue was because they didn't put one up that you can't see me. Right. Um, So then. Obviously, we found out he was going. Me and my friend Jay were literally sat there spamming the website for me to get a ticket to meet him. Bought the ticket to meet him, got to Wales Con, and turns out I was the only peacemaker at the entire convention. Which is mad, if you think about it. I couldn't believe it. I genuinely couldn't. I was stood in the queue waiting. I was like, another one's going to walk in in a minute. And there was no one. No one walked in. I was literally the first peacemaker in this country he said he'd met. Crazy. Um, went in, had the photo and everything, spoke to him for a bit. And then the con took photos of me with him because they were like, this will work really well for marketing bits and stuff. And then went to the panel because um, he wasn't meant to be doing one, but requested to do one, which it was meant to be half an hour and it went on for an hour ten. I mean, that's such a John Cena thing, isn't it? Oh, he's awesome. He's just amazing. Yeah. Got to ask a question um, about the dance. And then just spur of the moment said, the dream is to dance with you, mate. And he just beckoned me up and went, come on then, let's do it. I was like, I, I was a bit stunned for a second. Uh, yeah, it was mad. Absolutely mental. He, when I walked on stage, he went, I'm going to have to have a tutorial because I can't really remember it. So if you watch the video, he's looking at me quite a lot. Yeah, I caught that bit. Um, I caught that bit. You, you, you catch him say to you, uh, I'm going to need a quick peacemaker tutorial. And then you sort of lead him into the dance, which is brilliant. Yeah, you can tell he sort of gets it towards the end. He's like, I'll remember it now. Yeah, yeah. He could have quite easily brushed past it or anything. But now I got the chance to do the dance with John Cena, which was mental. Before I start asking about what's going through your head and things like that, and like, you know, the, 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 the fanboy questions, the one thing that the video ends, right? You've had your hug with John Cena. You're, you're, you're walking back off. He's calling you Peacemaker. Did you ever actually get the answer to the question? No. I went up to the microphone and it's not on the video, but someone else got it on record and I can't do where it is. And I went, I like put my hand up to ask the question and you can hear me on the mic slightly just go, oh, I don't matter, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing though right like who who cares how the dance came about when you when you're doing the dance with the man himself yeah um i wasn't bothered i was like that's it i don't care now that's fine <laughs> so i suppose looking back on it now and talking about it as we are right now is it still surreal it doesn't feel real it's a blur i can't remember it much at all i think the adrenaline was so high it was like it's it, i've obviously got photos and videos that it happened but i can't remember it as like a full-on thing 
it was ridiculous so stupid but awesome <laughs> yeah and and it, again you know i've I, I said it earlier on when you said that he wasn't supposed to do a panel and then he regretted to do a panel it's such a john cena thing just a off the wall comment of oh, i'd love to do the dance with you well come on then yeah that it's it's everything that uh i would say a john cena fan has come to know john cena for is the fact that john cena operates on his own time right and like, if john cena wants to do it john cena will do it and I, I suppose you just got lucky in the moment where john cena was just like oh heck let's let, let's do the dance yeah i mean it got to the point where he was continuing on to this panel for so long that they just brought all the cosplayers from the masquerade which was next just went on behind him and he hadn't got a clue <laughs> And then he just turns around, turns around, there's a giant robot stood there and flipping Aloy from Horizon. And they told him, it was like, oh, we want you to pick um, someone from the Masquerade. And he just went, why is Effie Peacemaker not up here? <laughs> um, I mean, why weren't you up there? Oh, I'm not bothered about competitions. I'm not oh, fussed. Not. <laughs> I've, I've got to be honest with you, though. I, I, I think with... Uh... Certainly, with the builds that not you know, not only the builds that I've seen pictures of, the builds that I've seen you in firsthand. If you were ever tempted to go ahead onto the masquerade, I think you'd, uh, I think you'd have a lot of success. Like I said, I I can't speak highly enough of your builds. But going back onto the the John Cena moment, um, so panels over, you have just danced with john cena what do you do next went outside to scream at all my friends that weren't in there <laughs> uh i literally went outside and they were all stood there waiting for a hot dog i just like you do realize what you've just missed right <laughs> it's um, ridiculous it's it's just crazy and i i can imagine that your friends probably thought you were having having them on well one of luckily one of them came with me and filled it <laughs> oh, oh could you imagine um, if you if that moment had happened and you had no one there with you to film oh god but then everyone was just like so happy that it actually happened and stuff like that because a few people had like tried to get it to happen anyway like i hadn't pushed it i was i knew what i was going in but a couple of my friends had like pushed online saying come on you've got to get him up there with him he's done this he's done this on twitter and james has shared it and stuff like that but i never actually expected anything i just wanted to meet the guy word about it happening come out online quite quickly because i'm pretty sure someone had told me before the con was even over right i did not know that <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i knew it happened before the con was even over so I think word had spread quite quickly. Whether whether a friend of mine had heard about it at the con and then me being a John Cena fan as well and them knowing that you and I knew each other and perhaps that's why I it came back to me quite quickly. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, I, I knew before the con was over. I did not know about that it was out there before that. <laughs> uh, there you go. It, 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 was, it was a bigger thing than I think, wow. I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's it's the biggest thing, but it's probably a bigger thing than you realise because yeah, it definitely come out quite quickly. Um, <laughs> on a side note, talk. Well, you know what? While we're talking about John Cena, let's let's just go ahead and talk about John Cena for a little while because do you still watch wrestling? Occasionally, watch bits. I listen to a podcast at work all the time. I listen to podcasts all the time at work because it gets me through the day. Um, so I listen to. What culture? Quite a lot. Uh, I mostly follow it through that. Fair enough. I follow a bit of AEW. Right. Um, I'm more like watching the feats now. If you go, know I mean, like the high flies and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I can respect what the hell they're doing. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. So at the minute, like someone like Ray Phoenix is one of my favourites. Um, what a choice. Or, a choice. I can't remember the name of it. There was someone on the other night who went against Kenny Omega and that pops up online. I can't remember oh, his name. Um, and he's Vitingo. Yeah, made ridiculous. Like, what the hell? Is it like a I'm, spring I'm, off I'm the real. second rope? Spring off the second rope, over the rope, triple somersault onto a table. Like, what? Just defied gravity. And, and and that's exactly it. Like, you know, and years ago, they were talking about people defying gravity and they were just doing cross bodies off the top rope to the outside. Now yeah. we've got, like, as as you said, like, you know, you start on the middle rope, you bounce onto the top rope, and then suddenly you're doing a moonsault. And it's honestly, the, the guy was absolutely crazy. And if that was a audition for a contract, I, I think he did well. Just give him it. Just give him it. <laughs> Just it, walked right? out down the stage and just went here you go. Absolutely, just give him it. Put him. Why not put him in a match against Ray Phoenix? I mean, Ray Phoenix. Oh my like, god, that would yeah. be insane. Fantastic wrestler as well. But I ask if you're still watching it because I'm sure if you're keeping up with what culture, then you'll know that uh, you'll you'll know that a certain man that can't be seen is is actually wrestling for a uh, a championship in a couple of weeks' time at a uh, yeah uh, event called WrestleMania. Yeah, I do. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with 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 another man that we have a a mutual liking for, a certain American nightmare, going for the 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 big one. Uh, I was just wondering if you had any uh, any plans on watching WrestleMania, whether that be afterwards or live. Is it something that uh, is oh, that I've enough? I've watched one live. I've never watched one live yet. Wow. Still never managed to. Still never managed to watch one live yet. You know what? I used to do it religiously every year. I'm not for a while. I have every intention of doing it this time. I don't know if I will be a 35-year-old man now. I don't know if I can sit up till 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I I just wondered if if there was enough there for you to think, you know what, I might might give uh, give this WrestleMania a crack. I might might give it a watch. Maybe maybe not live, but is is it on the agenda? Are you thinking maybe uh, I'll I'll watch John Cena? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it because of Cody as well and the bloodline thing. Because I have, I guess, I've kept up with the bloodline and all that bit, which has been story in wrestling. Might be. It has been cool. It has been really cool. Would love to do a Cody cosplay at some point. I I actually have every intention um, of doing a Cody cosplay for the end of the year. My goal is Birmingham MCM in November. I'm planning on a Cody cosplay this year, which would be so cool. The big American coat and all that oh yeah absolutely absolutely but let's let, let's bring it back round to cosplay um because this is a cosplay podcast not a wrestling podcast <laughs> uh, i'll have to have a bit of a disclaimer on this one about the uh, about the wrestling but um so we've talked about the the big one when it comes to moments and memories at um comic-con but away from from the john cena moment what other memories stick out for you essentially what i'm asking is what entices you to keep going to cons i was just seeing my friends at cons definitely i love just hanging out with people who are the same interests even different interests there's stuff at cons that i have no interest in at all but i'll talk to people about it and try and learn about it that's what really drives me to go and then obviously i just love the building aspect and stuff like that now starting to build for other people, seeing them in the stuff I've built, achieving something like uh, Michael went to the Ant-Man premiere in Hang. I was lucky enough to get invited in Baskin-Robbins. Yes, yes, was, I saw that, yep. Which 
the director absolutely adored the video of him just like looking at everyone saying how amazing you are and then he just looks at me and bursts out laughing fantastic but the the reaction that michael got from jonathan majors made the night and made it worth well not not made it worth building because i was i wanted to build it from anyway because it was a friend but if you get what i mean it just it just was incredible to see i'd built this suit he looked amazing and this guy appreciated it so much absolutely because um, you've helped you've helped a friend get a moment right yeah yeah and michael was so easy to work with on the suit he was amazing um i literally asked for a measurement he'd send it instantly um it was just like a more like a collaboration rather than me just building for someone that's great that's great and and that's what you want really isn't it I, not that i make things for many people very often but it is a lot easier when you feel like you're working with someone rather than working for someone in in the building process yeah defo yeah definitely yeah and kang was that definitely same with batgirl as well with heather that was the same i'm doing a couple soon which again both people are being really helpful on what i'm doing from always important always important and uh, again to anyone listening like you know if if you if you build or if you get people to build for you it's always important to to work together because that's that's when you get the best results right speaking of work because you know you've you mentioned you climb trees for a living that's what you you know that's what you do in the, in, in any workspace and you've mentioned that you build costumes for people but that's not the only thing you build is it because let's face it you build your own body for, for, <laughs> for, lack of a, for lack of a better term you know you are massive on your fitness and that goes to show in you know the, the the way you look in in your costumes so i do want you to talk about your, your passion for fitness but before we just go into the the actual passion of fitness one question that i've always wanted to 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 ask and one thing i've always wanted to know is that um, when you are working out do you take into consideration what costume you're going to wear does your routine change for the character that you're becoming or is it just a case of you've got a routine you've got a regime that's troy's regime and that you know the, the costumes may be that character but your Troy's body is Troy's body. It's starting to move a little bit towards that, a little bit. It's still more just me, but I'm on a build cycle at the minute, so I'm trying to gain some size, gain some weight, which I'm gaining quite a lot. So I will move towards probably characters that are less defined, but bigger. But then there's also some stuff that I'm working on with my coach, which I can't put out there yet, but we've got stuff planned for YouTube and stuff like that that are going to use me as a base for some things uh we've got a program that's coming for something so it is starting to move towards that a bit more that that sounds really exciting um that you know you've got things you've got you got things in the pipeline on on that sort of side of things so how long how long have you had this interest did it start from something or was it just a case of you found the gym and like you know you just fell into it what how did it come about this passion properly I've always been into sports, so I played football. I got to county rugby, played a fair few different sports here and there. Did fencing as well as one. Um, but then I think it was about eight years ago, I started CrossFit, um, which for people who don't know, it's like competitive circuit training sort of thing. But it's literally everything. Um, so it's Olympic lifting, running, pull-ups, 
handstand push-ups, handstand walks. It can literally be anything. And did a couple of competitions, which, again, is interesting because they don't tell you what you're doing until you get there. So you just have to plot for everything. Wow. And then just before lockdown, I met my coach, Josh, now, who I still do my CrossFit because I love it. But I met Josh, who said I've got potential to be doing bodybuilding and men's physique. So I've been doing that for about two years now. Two photo shoots where stripped down body fat to just pretty much muscle and then do photo shoots. So I'm just building up now, doing a, a full off season, which I've never done before, trying to gain as much size as I can before again. I'll strip down again for another photo shoot. That's a lot of hard work and that's a lot of dedication. And a lot of people out there would say, it's something that they want to do, but they don't have the time. Now, you're a man that is working full-time. You yeah. are building cosplays, um, not just for yourself, but for other people. And you find the time to dive into your fitness passion as well. Do you sleep? <laughs> I've got to say as well, I have got a girlfriend who lives in London three hours away. Of course, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, we, we will mention you've got a, a, a relationship to uh, maintain as well. Which, I mean, just, just leads on to that, that question again. How, okay, if you do sleep, how do you sleep? So I am incredibly routined. Wake up at 6.30, go to work, finish work at 4, straight to the gym, do two hours, get home, build for a couple of hours, go to bed at 11. Literally, that's it every single day. I eat at the same time every day. I eat the same thing every single day. Everything's tracked literally so if i if i do go to london or something and i obviously can't take all my food with me which i do sometimes which funnily enough when i first met emily i was four weeks out from doing a photo shoot so i literally had to take tupperware boxes everywhere amazing but i will track every single thing i eat in the day so knowing that i don't go over what i'm meant to be eating as well and you say you eat the same thing every day i've, I've got two food based questions and this is the first one what is it that you eat every day? <laughs> it's literally what my daily intake of everything. Well, I, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you say it's the same thing every day. I was just wondering if it's like, you know, a, a lot of people think a bodybuilder's diet is bland foods. It doesn't have and, to be. It just has to be good foods. Absolutely. Um, and be, being someone that has been in the, uh, in the wrestling world and uh, being someone that has befriended a lot of people that are massively into bodybuilding, I know that it's, it's a myth. You don't have to have bland foods every single day to be a bodybuilder. Some, some people can put together some absolutely fantastic meals that uh, still, get, uh, still get everything that you, uh, that you need. So, uh, yeah, again, I was, you know, I was just wondering if it was just chicken and rice or whether it was just a, a, something more interesting than that. I like, I'll work it out. So at dinner, I will, it will sometimes be chicken and rice or chicken and um, potato or something. But then I'll have days where I've worked it out on the food tracker where I can have a steak or something like that. So it doesn't have to be boring. I'm eating, like, I'm eating seven meals a day at the minute. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's a lot uh, of food. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, do, do you ever get to a point where, like, you know, you're on that sixth or seventh meal and you're basically just forcing yourself? Yeah. Still got yeah. to eat after this. I've got to eat again after this. Wow. Okay. Well, I won't keep you much longer. So no, you no, can. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got, but, yeah, um, I've got a lot to eat to get down. <laughs> and this is something that we've kind of touched on, talking to each other at cons face-to-face. -face, but when it comes to maintaining your food 
routines and your diet at con how difficult or how easy do you find that cons is probably one of the difficult ones that's probably one of the most difficult so somewhere like when we go to london that will be fairly actually sometimes quite easy because there's like chains there so if there's subway subway is fantastic because they literally have every single thing mapped out so i can put it in my tracker if it's something that isn't on there I'll have to go on there and search for something as close as I can to what it is that I'm going to have. Right, yeah. And it's, that's that's the hard part. But if it's at a point where I'm going to do a photo shoot and it's so strict that I cannot eat anything other than what I've got, I have to take all my food with me. And I can imagine that's sometimes a bit difficult, keeping hold of the Tupperware while you're at a con. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that can be a pain. <laughs> It's certainly something that I wouldn't want. I, I, I wouldn't want to have to do. Um, so, I, yeah, I can imagine the pains of that. If, if, if you were stuck between a rock and a hard place and you had to pick something fitness-related and something cosplay-related, what would come first? God, I'd probably go to the con and train early morning, like I did last time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Why choose when you're disciplined enough to be able to do both? Yeah, when we were at Birmingham last time, found out there was a, uh, a gym in the hotel, so I got up at five went down there for an hour and a half then got up back upstairs got a shower and got ready to go to the con that is right because i think don't actually remember seeing you at birmingham but i remember we must have been messaging at some point because i remember you saying that you found a gym at the hotel and you were quite happy about it and i'm pretty sure that was birmingham yeah so, one final question do you find that the cosplay feels better if the body matches? Like, not on, on the grand spectrum. I mean, you're talking to someone that does a skinny version of Peacemaker and a skinny version of uh, Homelander. So, I mean, I, I personally don't think body shape is, is important for what, what I'm doing. But when you are doing these photo shoots, do, do you feel that, like, you know, when the body matches the cosplay for you, does that help? For me, it, it it helps me. I mean, I echo exactly what you say. You don't have to at all. Anyone could do any character. One hundred. Um, that, that that I've said that on other podcasts and stuff before. I've done. If you want to do a character, go for it. Don't let it hold you back. It's just I'm doing this separate to cosplay, but it it works with it. So I'll do do it for it. I mean, this I've done characters where it doesn't really. So I've done Benoit Blanc, yeah. Knives Out. Yeah, like that's not anything to do with being a superhero or being muscular or anything. But when I'm doing like Daredevil or Captain America or something like that, and a lot of the time I like to do quite physical shoots. Yeah, where it does help. Um, but as I, as I say, the the main thing is if you find a character you're enjoying, do it. Could not agree enough. There, it doesn't matter what you look like. Just go out there and do it everyone should uh, be able to enjoy their favorite characters equally no matter what they look like no matter their body shape um yeah. i think that's a wonderful message for you to uh, to spread there so and um i'd also add on to that don't follow the trend if you want to do some a character do it like 100 i completely I did, agree there i did thorin and it was so many years after the hobbit and loads of people didn't like the hobbit and everything but i still wanted to do it and i'm building something at the minute which the movie has literally flopped but I love the suit and I enjoyed, I quite enjoyed the movie. So I want to do I want to do that character. 
and and why not and again that's another fantastic message to put out there it shouldn't be about how popular a character is it should be about how important that character is to you yeah i'm gonna wrap things up here because i have had you uh talking for quite some time and uh like i said i don't i don't want to keep you from, from from your next meal um <laughs> but before we do wrap things up did you want to uh share your uh your, your social media handle so anyone that doesn't already follow you can follow you yeah so instagram i'm a, at captain underscore tempest underscore cosplay i think my tiktok's pretty much the same captain tempest and same on twitter pretty much same everywhere really troy it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you very much yeah thanks mate really appreciate it and that's that i really enjoyed talking with troy and i hope you enjoyed listening before i go i want to finally shout out i should have done it on the first episode wise booze for the wonderful theme song you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast that's wise booze b-u-double-j if you want to find him on instagram don't forget to follow me at kevty cosplay on all social platforms and cosstories.with.kevdcosplay on instagram for the podcast thanks again for listening and i hope to catch you on the next one And that's that. I really enjoyed talking with Troy, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Before I go, I want to finally shout out, I should have done it on the first episode, Wise Booze for the wonderful theme song you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. That's Wise Booze, B-U-double-J, if you want to find him on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me at Kevty Cosplay on all social platforms and cosstories.with.kevdcosplay on Instagram for the podcast. Thanks again for listening and I hope to catch you on the next one.